Katie Tremonti, and this is the Original Design Restored Podcast. We are in the middle of just a little mini-series on the Gospel Arc. So we're doing four short episodes on four key parts of the Gospel. We're looking at creation, fall, redemption, and restoration, and we're taking this Gospel framework into one piece at a time so that we can get a really expanded view of the Gospel. And the reason this is significant for the Original Design Restored podcast is this framework is foundational to how transformation happens. At Original Design Restored, our aim is to facilitate transformation, and we engage the gospel as a foundation or the framework through which true transformation, changing transformation, where you're actually changed from the inside out, where your soul is different. The framework that we base all of that on is the gospel because that is where the power of God intersects with humanity. And so we're engaging the gospel framework in these episodes to really take a broad view of how transformations happens. How does the power of God interact with humanity and what is the story behind that? So we've looked at creation, we've looked at the fall, and now we're headed into redemption. In the last episode, we ended with the fall and it is dark and sad and broken and disconnected from God in a really painful way. And there was shame and hiding and blame and fear. And now we get to step into the hope that comes, the rescue that comes for this particular portion. We're going to be looking at a few key passages of scripture. And those passages of scripture I will list in the show notes, but we're going to be reflecting on Colossians 1, 13 through 20, Ephesians 2, 4 through 5, and John 3, 16. So if you want to, and I would invite you to read those passages of scripture on your own and really sit in them for your own observations. But for our purposes, I'll just begin to walk into what I saw in those passages. There's so much in scripture about redemption, but these are really key passages to kind of get a quick picture of what happens at redemption. What is that about? So redemption is the moment in the gospel story where we see Jesus enter as fully man and fully God, and he comes to be on earth and live a perfect life. And then he dies on the cross and battles the enemy of God. And after battling the enemy of God, Jesus beats death and comes back to life. So that's the quick, quick, quick picture of what happens at redemption. And the significance of redemption for you and for me is that it is the thing that allows us to be reconnected back to God. It is Jesus dying on the cross, battling the enemy, and coming back to life that not only pays for every wrong that we've done, but it is what allows peace to re-enter the world and allows humanity to be connected back to God. So when someone chooses, when someone says, yes, I want to follow Jesus, Jesus, please help me and rescue my life. Something significant is happening, and you can see it in Colossians 1, where it's described as a kingdom transfer. So when someone is saying, yes, I need you, Jesus, in my life as the rescuer and as what will take me out of darkness or the reality of the fall that is real and evident and true, Jesus comes and transfers me as I say, yes, Jesus, I need you and I want to follow you and I surrender my life to you. 
Jesus transfers me from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, the kingdom of the son he loves, the kingdom of the son that God loves, the kingdom of Jesus. God has transferred me from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of Jesus. And in the kingdom of Jesus, he forgives my sins and there is freedom. Freedom is so key to these next parts of the gospel arc because it is freedom that Jesus makes available to humanity. So to to kind of break this down further, when humanity went against the way that God said was best to live in the garden and the fall happens and there is a fracture and now there is not the perfect, beautiful, peaceful ease that humanity is existing in because now they have left the garden and there is this separation between God and man Something had to come to reconnect God and man. Something had to come to repair that fracture. And no human could do it on their own. I am not able to fix or change or heal the reality of darkness in my life on my own because I entered the world in a reality of darkness. I exist. I have chosen to go against the parameters that God has set up. I cannot fix that on my own. I need the power of something greater than me to actually have lasting change, healing, forgiveness, and rescue. And so that is what Jesus does. He came as man and also God, lived a perfect life, and was able to repair the fracture that happened in the fall. By his life, death, and resurrection, he repairs the fracture. And he creates an invitation for humanity who want to follow him to say you are what repairs the fracture to then be reconnected back to God and to be transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. So in that moment when Jesus dies on the cross, he actually battles with the enemy to buy back humanity. He battles with the enemy, the real enemy, to buy back humanity and to repair the fracture, and to create the possibility for peace again. Colossians says that it is peace was made by Jesus' blood. Jesus repairs the rupture. Jesus is the only way to reconnect with God. And I know that's a bold statement, but it's what scripture says. It is Jesus who has the power to reconnect humanity to God, to repair a broken world to deal with the dysfunction in my soul. I cannot, on my own power, completely eradicate myself of the dysfunction, darkness, sin, pain, sadness, and wounding in my own soul. I need a power greater, and that power is Jesus that can repair those things in my soul and then reconnect me to God. So, what does this look like? What does redemption look like in real life? It looks like calling out to God and saying, save me. It is not of our own power. When when we look into Ephesians, it is very clear that we are saved by grace. And what that means is there is nothing I can do to reconnect myself to God. There are no efforts I can make to get back to God. Only by the gift of Jesus, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of a kingdom transfer, am I connected back to God. 
And so what do you do with a gift? You receive the gift. So if I am existing in the kingdom of darkness and I am in that kingdom, I do not have the power to get myself out of that kingdom. I am captive in that kingdom, if that makes sense. I'm imprisoned in the kingdom of darkness and I make choices that go along with that when I'm ruled by the kingdom of darkness. And when I call out, Jesus, I need your help, what salvation is, is calling on the name of the Lord, acknowledging that Jesus is Lord. That means that he is in charge, I guess would be the best way to say that, and that God raised him from the dead. If if you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and that he is ultimate, the ultimate one, that Jesus is the ultimate one and can connect humanity back to God, you say, I need that. I need your help. That is what it looks like to have Jesus then transfer you from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. It is simply seeing the gift that is offered and saying, yes, I want that. (laughs) And it is not about any effort you can make or do. I had an interesting conversation with my husband as I was reflecting on all of this and we were talking through the entire gospel arc. And he was just pointing out that there is a, a misconception that to connect with Jesus, to receive his rescue, one must commit their lives to Jesus. And this misconception is prevalent in lots of Christian circles that there's this invitation to commit your life to Jesus. But the idea of commit, my husband and I were having this conversation, he just had this great insight of the idea of committing almost is as though I have to hold on to Jesus, that I have to commit or make this effort in some way to hold my life in line with Jesus when in fact I am in the kingdom of darkness and I need someone to transfer me. Jesus is committing to me with his rescue, forgiveness, and freedom being offered. I do not even have the power to commit to him. I really, the picture is much more a picture of receiving the gift and surrendering my life into his hands and saying, yes, you made the way back to God and I would like to be a part of that. So this is the picture of redemption. And before we get any further into that, this is all happening, this rescue, Jesus coming, living a perfect life, dying, coming back to life, battling the enemy to buy back humanity and repair the fracture that began in the fall. This is all happening not as just an exchange or a transactional occurrence. This is happening because we see over and over again in scripture, because God loved us so much. The word love, I was at an intensive and we were walking through this gospel arc and I remember someone speaking up and saying, wait, let's look at some of the other scriptures too that bring out the love of God. And it was in this powerful moment, this person had us, the group had agreed, let's write the word love over this whole story. God loved us. God loved humanity so much that he made this plan because he wanted to reconnect humans with himself. And we see the re-engagement of the presence of God, the ease of being in the presence of God at creation. Now we have the opportunity to exist that way at redemption. You see Jesus coming in real human form to earth. He walks among humanity 
his presence is there. But then not only does he walk among humanity at that real time in real history, but he made a way for humanity to exist again in the presence of God. So when someone says, Jesus, I receive the gift you offer to be reconnected back to God and have the possibility of peace and the power of transformation in my life by the power of God, when someone does that and that kingdom transfer happens from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, when you enter the kingdom of light, you also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that means that the Holy Spirit is then present with you in life. So now there is this possibility of the peaceful and ease of the presence of God interacting in your everyday life as a follower of Jesus. That is what is happening at redemption. And this is so significant because it is the presence of God in your life. And also, it is the presence of God in your life here now. As a a kid growing up in church culture, so often the idea of salvation became about getting to heaven. So if you asked, this is kind of how I was taught, if you ask Jesus into your heart, then you will go to heaven one day. It is so much more than that. Redemption is about today, this moment. Yes, eternal life with God forever is a part of redemption. But redemption is about today. When I say, Jesus, help me, I need you, you do rescue and restore and repair. And Jesus transfers me from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. He is becoming active in my life today. Now, because of what he did at redemption, I know and I have access to the power of God to be interactive with my life And now the power of God can actually change me. I can actually face the fall realities in my own soul, not just the fall of the whole world and the brokenness of the whole world, but I can look at the dysfunction in my soul, the darkness in my soul, and reveal it to Jesus because he has already paid for it. And he can make peace because of his death on the cross and his resurrection I can take that darkness and that dysfunction and not be afraid because he's made a way to heal, change, and bring freedom. He offers forgiveness of sins. He offers freedom. He offers reconnection to God himself. He offers the presence of God in real time now today, in my real life, as I am interacting with my kids, as I'm talking with my husband, as I go to the grocery store, as I text my friends, as I interact with humans and the world and the places and the people that I exist, he wants to be here with me by the presence of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. That can happen because of what Jesus did and what Jesus continues to do. So the fall is no longer the scariest dominant thing in my life. I know that God has the power to change those things that are fallen in me because of what Jesus did. And I can look at those things and bring them before him and ask him for healing, ask him for forgiveness, ask him for freedom. And he says, when we do, in John 1, 9 and 10, he says, he is faithful and just to forgive when we confess and to cleanse when we confess. And that if we say we don't have sin or darkness in us, then we are a liar. And if we are a liar, then we do have sin and darkness in us because being a lying is part of darkness. So 
just to make that quick loop, we are not without sin, and we do need rescue. And He is ready and willing to give us that gift. And all of this happens because God loved us. He wanted to make a way and a connection again. He wanted to reconnect humanity. He wanted to make a way for peace and for restoration. I don't know if you're listening what your experience of this gospel arc is, but I would invite you to interact with God over this moment of what Jesus did and what Jesus makes available now. What does this mean for me today to have access to the presence of God in real time, in real ways, because of what Jesus did? Do I believe that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead and that he is the reconnection of God and humanity and he is the way that peace can come about again for all the broken things in me and the world? I would invite you to process that with God, in the presence of God, And I would even invite you to consider whether you've been in church your whole life or you've never been in church, is that a gift that you want to receive? And is there a place of surrendering your life to him? I think it is as significant for someone who has been in church their whole life as someone who has never been in church to ask the question rather than committing or trying hard to do good or praying a specific prayer, do I want to surrender my life to Jesus and have him reconnect me to God and begin making peace in my soul with the darkness and dysfunction that has been there as a result of the fall? Do I believe that Jesus is powerful enough to deal with the fall in me? Because he says he is and he has made the way through his death and resurrection and his grappling with the enemy He has the power to deal with the darkness in me. Do I trust him for that? And am I willing to just put my life in my open hands and say, here, Jesus, I need your help with this. I'd ask you to interact with God over those questions. A song will begin playing in a moment. It's the spoken word poem depicting this moment in the gospel arc. A long time passed and at last there came a call A voice in the wilderness began it all A wild man named John who was known as a prophet Known to rap about the truth and people came to hear him drop it In so doing, John prepared the way Then Jesus came and people didn't know what to say He wasn't like anyone they had ever seen Broke the religious rules and wasn't afraid of the unclean He opened blind eyes and made deaf ears to hear But the greatest miracle he ever did was inviting sinners to come near He lived with the poor and the weak and the socially unacceptable Loved tax collectors and sinners and hung with women who were disreputable Whether stressed, depressed, or even demon-possessed His offer to all who were weary, come, I'll give you rest He invited people to follow him and loved them no matter the crime Told them, lay down your life and I'll give you mine He would touch lepers Give everyone a safe place to be And the religious leaders hated him for it Because they wanted to hold the keys To the kingdom of God And to spiritual life at large But of those things Men were never meant to be in charge 
They thought they deserved it, thought they were as good as can be But Jesus told them they were blind because they thought they could see You put your hope and your knowledge of the scriptures But they testify about me You don't get any closer to heaven with theological degrees Especially when you use them to take my place You say you know God but don't recognize his face Look at me, I am eternal life There is no other I won't stop until every religious lie is uncovered My message is grace You don't have to work hard or strive Just die to yourself and I'll make you alive he was tempted in every way, just like everyone But unlike Adam, took on that snake and won He lived a perfect life and went to the cross Shed his blood to pay our debt And purchased back the lost Opened his arms wide on that piece of wood Calling out, Father, forgive them They've never understood Invites us all into his family where we can be known Abandoned orphans become adopted sons Wanderers find a home Watching him die, disciples thought the chapter was closed Put him in the grave but on the third day he rose Here he comes over the hills Redemption's come to draw us near, to draw us near Here he comes over the hills Redemption's come to draw us near, to draw us near